Welcome to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast, featuring life lessons that will uplift, amuse, and inspire you. Each week, Joyce will reveal many lessons she has learned as an author, women's ministry leader, life coach, and minister. Sit up, pay attention. Now here's your host, Joyce Calvin. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor. I am your host, Joyce Calvin, where I coach, educate, and empower female CEOs and small business owners to make their organizations successful, impactful, and sustainable. And today we're going to discuss financial planning tips for entrepreneurs. I have a wonderful uh, financial coach, Jacqueline Mitchell, with me again today. This is our third uh, talk in this series. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you. All right. So <coughs> today, so Jackie, uh, uh, in case this is Will's first time or anyone else's first time, you want to share just a little bit about you and then we'll just dive right into our questions. Again, uh, as you stated a little bit earlier, this is our third session as we go forward to help uh, individuals that join us to understand the importance of a financial plan, the importance of your relationship with money, and the importance of making sure that you understand that your money definitely needs to work as hard for you as you work for it. So I'm Jacqueline Childress Mitchell, and as a financial coach, I've been in the financial arena for 21 years next month. Really excited about it. Um, the information I share, the educational process, um, everything I do is complimentary. There's no fee, no charge to sit with people so that they can understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how they should do it. A lot of times in the financial arena, we try to, or there are situations where someone may try to make a simple thing complex. And even if some of it is complex, I take the complex and I make it simple because I want everyone to understand it. So being here for 20 years and touching lives, changing lives, sitting with people and making sure that their families are going to be okay. Their goals and dreams can be reached and it's not hard to do. So what I like to tell everyone I meet with or the seminars and the complimentary financial wellness seminars that I do for businesses and churches and families and different organizations, the first thing I tell them is your money truly needs to work as hard for you as you work for it. Every dollar has a job. And we need to start living life more, enjoying life more, and worrying less about money. So that's where I start out with. So it's always good to know that we can do better. It's not what we make, it's what we keep. And I like to always start off by saying financial literacy is a foundation of our relationship with money. And it is a lifelong journey of learning. So I'm here today to share whatever you want me to share today. And I'm always excited to do it. Awesome. That is great, 
great introduction. I feel like um, you guys should have really gotten a good uh, sense of who she is and what she does uh, with that wonderful introduction. All right, so let's just dive right in to our first question. Should entrepreneurs be concerned about the various types of financial planning, like estate planning, educational planning, insurance planning, and retirement planning? <clears throat> Well, I know where you, you started out with entrepreneurs and, and not only entrepreneurs, but everyone should be and especially entrepreneurs, because in most cases, entrepreneurs do not have a financial plan in place. You know, just like if you have a job and you work for a company, they may have a 401k, a 403b, they may have a deferred comp, they may have a thrift savings plan, you know, but as entrepreneurs, you're responsible for setting that up you're responsible. So in most cases, you would have, you could have a 401k, you can set up a, a it's called a 401k solo account. If you're uh, by yourself, or you can have a 401k plan, you can have a what we call a simple, a SEP. They all have different rules and guidelines. And so those are the things that I do, again, uh, share and educate uh, for people that are in business for themselves. So I'm glad you asked that question because it's very, very important that we all do it, but it's really important for a person in business for themselves and a lot of times by themselves and they don't have that help. So every uh, situation you name there, the insurance is the savings that they need to be aware of what's available to them, what's best for them as an entrepreneur, and then to sit with someone who will educate them so that they can understand the process. Okay, excellent, excellent. So then uh, how will not having uh, these plans in place directly affect their business or can it directly affect their business? Oh yes, it will directly affect it. Just like, and I like that, you know, like I said, again, we're seeing out entrepreneurs, but I want every, anyone on this phone, if you are, are an entrepreneur or not thinking about becoming one, even as just individuals, it will affect our lives, period. And even more so, as I stated earlier, if you're an entrepreneur and you're, and, and you're out there and you're, you don't have a plan set up, you don't have anything um, in place to reach your financial goals and dreams, not only for your business, but for your family. So all those things will directly have a great and even a greater impact if you have nothing in place. So it's very critical. Mm, good. Okay. Um, now, is putting money back into an entrepreneur's business a better investment than putting funds into a retirement plan for later on? Well, that's one, that's really one and the same thing. Uh, a retirement plan for your business is part of your business. Okay, so that's part of it. They, they're not separate. Uh, when you say put money back in your business, we all know, especially if we, you know, jump out there, which a lot of people since COVID, uh, you know, the pandemic, have, a lot of people have left jobs. They don't want to go back to the office. They don't want to have a thumb on them for whatever reason. A lot of people have jumped out there and they have started their own business. And I'm so proud of so many people 
And, and but when you jump out there, you know, you probably don't, you won't make anything right away. You know, you have to put everything you make has to go back into the business. So that's just part of the plan. You definitely want to do that, uh, you know, to get the business running. Let's say the business takes off quickly, takes off slowly, or doesn't take off at all. So the first thing you are going to do is put resources back into that building to get it up and that business, I'm sorry, to get it up and going. So I would say there's steps to every plan. And the first plan, if I were the first to jump out there and I'm just starting my business, I'm going to make sure that everything I earn is going back in the business. Hopefully I have a plan um, already set up that I did leave, you know, a company that had a 401k. Uh, definitely keep that going. That's for retirement. Hopefully there's a maybe, you know, 50 or $100 or so that you can start a small uh, retirement plan or emergency fund for things, unexpected things that could happen. But putting money back into your business is critical and also starting a plan. So both of them, they go hand in hand. Okay. Okay. So um, should entrepreneurs be concerned with asset protection as a component of their financial plan? Yes, that's what that is. Asset protection. Assets. Your your assets are, you know, your finances, your money, your any kind of equipment you have for the business. You have to protect that asset. That is your asset. Okay, so you have to make sure you're protecting that. So they definitely want to be sure that they're protecting it. And there's several ways. And like I said, most times when I uh, speak here on Wednesday or with individuals, every individual is different. So you can't make a blanket statement of how uh, we're going to do that. But it depends on the business, the type of business, how long you've been in the business, how long you're going to be in the business, you know. And so a lot of that uh, is important to consider. But as far as protecting the assets, uh, making sure you're doing the right thing, all of that has to be considered, uh, especially when I sit down with an entrepreneur. They, I make sure that they understand that this is going to be a journey that we're getting ready to take and the plan and the strategies that we're going to put together, together, together. You know, sometimes people look at the person that's helping them as the one that's going to do all the work. But uh, the entrepreneur himself or herself, they're going to uh, have to make sure they understand their part in the plan and in the strategy. So when we sit down, it's going to be, like I said, a, a conversation that's going to take us from A to Z, but we've got to get all of those points in between. Oh, good, good. So uh, how can people uh, connect with you? Again, my name is Jacqueline Childress Mitchell. My email is jm, as in Jackie Mitchell, 032132 at gmail.com. JM032132 at gmail.com. Awesome. Great. All right. So I understand that there are at least seven key components to a good financial plan. And they include budgeting and taxes, managing liquidity, already access to cash, financing large purchases, managing your risk, investing your money, and planning for retirement 
and the transfer of your wealth, communication and record keeping. So which of these can a financial coach help an entrepreneur with? Oh, every last one of them. Every last one of them is part of the plan. Uh, that's what I was just stating. There's a part that we all, that, you know, both people will play. And also a part of that will also probably include an accountant, a CPA, uh, attorney. Uh, there's all kinds, you know, different areas that you want to make sure we have everyone in place. I don't give tax advice. I'm not a tax advisor. I don't do taxes. I, I stay in my lane and I make sure the individuals in their lane and then we plan out everyone that needs to be connected with that process. A, 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 a true financial plan, a true financial plan uh, includes all those things you named, the budgeting, the financing, the transfer of assets, uh, talking about uh, retiring and getting all those things in place is record keeping. Record keeping is critical uh, uh, to that process. Now, all the areas you're naming as I said, I help them with all of those, but I may not be responsible for all of them. But I make sure in our plan, every area is covered and the type of individual or the, necess the necessary things we need to make our plan uh, work for that individual, that's all set in place at the very beginning. And I'll stop here and one thing I would say as an entrepreneur or any individual putting their financial plan together the most critical person in the plan is that person. Their attitude, you know, their commitment to the plan, their um, honesty about where they are now, where they want to go, and what they're willing to do to get there. Sometimes you have to give up to go up. You have to give up some things for things to happen the way you want. So that's the first thing I share with everyone. You're the most important person in this scenario right here that we're putting together. So, and we you know, so we set those things out. And as an entrepreneur, it's very critical because let's say you have a business and it just takes off. You know, let's say you have a business and it fails. Let's say you have a business and you have to bring more people in. There's just so many different scenarios that we have to plan for, okay? Uh, those are just those issues and problems that could come up. There are certain things that are just unexpected that we can't plan for, but we have to plan for the unexpected. So we don't know what could happen, but we have to plan for unexpected things and anticipate uh, and put things in place for that. Uh, we want to make sure we're maximizing our tax advantages. There's different tax advantages that most people don't know about when they're investing or when they're building a, a business or starting out. So there's tax advantages that we want to make sure we're looking at. Uh, there's different fund, funding strategies. Like you said, you know, we want to, the funding strategy, we want to make sure we have a strategy for retirement, a strategy for education. If we want to send our, do that down the road and we're planning to have children, we have young children. There's strategies for uh, putting things that just unexpected. I've had a client that all of a sudden found themselves you know, and an entrepreneur have found themselves having to become become a caretaker or come up with the funds to provide for that so that they could be, uh, continue to work. So there's things that most people don't think about if they try to go this alone. So it's very, uh, very important that we uh, look at things like that. The budgeting, uh, I like that. That's one of my favorite areas of budgeting. 
Uh, there's things that are expenses that are, you know, recurring expenses, monthly expenses. There's semi-annual expenses, annual annual expenses. And most people don't know how to plan for those type of expenses, especially when you're building a business, running the business or starting, you know, a startup company. So there's things that have to be budgeted for as you go through uh, those type of things. Estate planning, like you uh, stated, you know, transfer of assets. Uh, who's who's going to get what? How do I transfer? We can give gifts. You can give gifts that are, you know, tax deductible throughout the year, throughout, you know, different uh, time periods. So it's just a lot of implementation, a lot of planning, a lot of looking at every area so that we make sure that we are on point to go from that A to Z and get there in the most uh, profitable manner. Oh, great. Wow. That uh, was powerful. A uh, lot of information there. So as you were talking, I was thinking, so I'm a uh, new entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I just started uh, my business. This is a hypothetical. And at what point do I wait until after I've been in business for a year or so uh, so that I can have something to talk to a financial coach about? Or do I seek out a financial coach uh, as I'm thinking about starting my business? You know, at what point should I seek out a financial coach in the process? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is immediately. Okay. <laughs> immediately. Okay. okay. We're not waiting. Okay. <laughs> Remember all the things I've named. There's too many ifs and ands and pots and pans. Okay. Okay. Not too okay. Uh, but I will say that because that's, that is really the reason why I love what I do. I mean, I actually love what I do because as you're speaking, Joyce, and you're, we're talking about entrepreneurs today, which I love because that's what I am, okay? But I love that and getting started. I remember getting started and, you know, and, but the one thing that I didn't have even before getting started, you know, I was in my new company plan. You had that. I worked for a company and I had this and that, but I never had anyone to sit down and talk to me honestly. You know, so they sit down to sell me things, of course, you know, that's why I love what I do, because selling is off the table. You don't bring a wallet, don't bring a purse, don't bring a checkbook, don't bring anything when you come to talk to me. (laughs) Don't do it because it's not about selling anything. Okay, we have to understand, seriously, where are we right now? Some so many people have different so many different relationships or beliefs about money or that they'll never be this or they'll never be that. I show uh, individuals, especially entrepreneurs, how they make, how to uh, create their first, how they can create their first whatever amount of money just by completely uh, maxing out on their IRAs or their 401ks. You can get your first half million, million, whatever. I'm not giving any particular promises or any rates of return or all of that. I'm just saying, just maximizing the resources that are out there and available to us. Okay, and a lot of people don't understand that. So I'm hoping as an entrepreneur, when you ask that question, when do I start? I'm hoping a lot of people, just as individuals working or even stay-at-home moms or whatever, they understand how to make sure that their money is working for them right now. So when I take a leap into uh, opening up a business, starting a business, being a partner in a business, I'm hoping that 
the resources are there or I understand how to get resources I need and how to go about that and who should I get to help me with that. But if you just jump into it and you have no idea, definitely seek out a financial planner, a, a CPA, an attorney, whatever, immediately. And then what's even more important, that team of people should work together. A lot of people don't understand that. My clients, not I, I, I work with their CPAs. I work with their uh, tax preparer. Some are CPAs, some are just, you know, accountants, but I work with them. I know because we all have your best interest at heart. So if I, if the CPA is saying one thing, but then I have tax advantages and there's things we can talk about and whatever, that, that helps the whole program, especially for entrepreneurs. So seek out help immediately if you have not already started as, as whatever you were doing before that. And then as you go along, the whole um, support team that you have with you, make sure that they all are working together for your best interest and they're working together on getting you where you want to go. Awesome. Great. That's uh, great information. Let me uh, ask you this. Um, I work with a lot of uh, nonprofit uh, CEOs. And because we're not in the business of making money, um, but our organizations need money. How um, would a um, nonprofit organization leader need to uh, talk with a financial coach as well? Or, you know, where should they go uh, for help uh, for their uh, organization? Well, first of all, everyone should have a financial coach. We all should. Okay, and I'll go to your point as a nonprofit, but right now, and, and that's why I'm glad the questions you're asking, and, and we're talking about one sector right now, but <clears throat> everyone should have a financial coach. And the reason I really want to pinpoint that is because a lot of people think, I don't, not even just nonprofit, but I don't have enough money to have a financial coach. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter what you have. It's what you keep and where you put it. Every dollar has a responsibility. With a nonprofit organization, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm working with someone that's just starting a nonprofit organization. And what do you do there? You, you seek out people. And as a nonprofit, first of all, you still have your personal financial situation going on right there, okay? So if you don't have a financial coach for that, get one for your personal situation first. And then a lot of things you will learn from that will help you and your organization even being non-profitable. At that point, you seek out other non-profit organizations to find out how are they doing what they're doing? How are they getting the support they need? How are they building and getting the, the clientele or the people they want to work with or reach out to? And so that has happened where, you know, you find out, oh, that's how your nonprofit, how did you start? Well, I started working with a profitable organization that told me how they could help me and work that way. But separate from that, the financial planning is the same. The financial planning is the same. We all need finances to make anything work. As a nonprofit, it doesn't, it's maybe non profitable, but it still has to be funded to get started. 
So the, a lot of information can come from that financial coach and other entities and, and, and individuals they can work with to help you get started and to grow the way you want it to grow. So financial planning is important in every arena of our lives. Like I said earlier, stay home mom, you know, a family with young children, uh, empty nest or families that are older. A lot of people think, oh, I'm old, it's too late for me. No, it's not. I have clients that started with me in their 60s. I have clients that started in their 70s. I've, you know, so it's never too late for anyone to start, but nonprofit or not, make sure you're talking to someone that can tell you tax strategies, uh, funding opportunities, what you need to look for, um, roadblocks uh, that you'll come up against, budgeting for that nonprofit. There's so much education out there that we don't know and people don't share freely and, uh, and definitely you know, not charge for it. So everything I share, again, I'll repeat, there's no charge for it. There's no fee, there's no gimmick. It's an educational process. Yes, I'm licensed in every area. I am a financial coach. I have clients. You know, I, I tell people when you go to work, you want to get paid. I do get paid for what I do. But the educational part, the, the making sure they understand what they what they need to do and what they want to do, that's totally separate from you actually having the mindset to do it. Wow. The more I talk to you, the more uh the more I'm, I am learning and um, and realizing that I definitely need to sit down with you. <laughs> well, we're trying to schedule uh, for us to sit down and talk, but I, I see now because I am the a CEO of a nonprofit uh, as well as well as um, I have a sole uh, proprietorship. Um, so I definitely need to sit down uh, with you and uh, talk some strategies and, and learn some more uh, information. So Jackie, tell us again how someone can get in touch with you. Again, I'm Jacqueline Childress Mitchell. My email address is jm, as in Jackie Mitchell, 032132 at gmail. If you'd like to send me an email and just ask a couple of questions, we can share some information. You may just have some questions about a situation. You may not understand your 401k. A lot of people, and I, like I said, I don't, can't change anything for you. I can't, but I, you know, you can ask some questions and, and, and I can, you know, we can discuss some things or we can talk about, it. like I said, I just can't give you any, any info uh, and tell you what to do there. But there are some things people just don't understand. You may be, you know, you may have left a company and you didn't know that you could uh, move your money and not be charged anything. I've, I've talked to a young lady the other day and she said, well, I didn't move it because they were going to charge me because she didn't understand it. She was so afraid. You know, uh, one thing we don't want to do is leave a company and take our money and spend it. That's one thing we don't want to do. I know a lot of people feel like they're in a situation where they have to. And if you do, you know, I, I don't tell people one way or another, uh, they know their situations. But if you can, you know, we want to get that money uh, from that last employer. I tell people all the time, I said, when you left the company, did you take your 
all your personal belongings. You know, sometimes we have a sweater there, we have things we bought, we bought a fan, we bought. And they'll say, yeah, I took everything that was mine. I didn't take anything from the company I left, but I took everything that was mine. I said, but you left your money? <laughs> I wouldn't have left my money, okay? So that definitely would have come with me, but there's a process to doing that. And I walk uh, individuals through that process. I help them uh, all along the way. So there's just a, just a lot of things that you wanna make sure that you're aware of uh, as an individual leaving a job, uh, on a job, you know, stay at home mom, like I said, uh, different situations, different age groups. Uh, should I get into my 401k, shouldn't I? Oh, that's a big discussion. We have been talking about financial planning tips for entrepreneurs, and uh, uh, Jackie has answered an array of questions, and uh, what we have uh, determined is that entrepreneurs definitely need to have a financial coach uh, from, the, uh, out, from the outset, from the uh, beginning, of them starting their business, not to wait, but to uh, get a financial coach uh, in the beginning. So Jackie, can you share any other stories maybe um, of um, you working with an entrepreneur maybe that sought you out uh, three or four years after they had been uh, in business and then realized, man, I should have come to you sooner or, you know, or some stories that, you know, you've worked with some entrepreneurs uh, from the beginning and how helpful or impactful that experience was for them. Oh, course, sure. In 21 years, it's been I have quite a few uh, business owners that I work with, uh, startups. The one I'll share a couple. The one that I'll share first off is a doctor I have a client who's a doctor. He owns a, the 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 um, company. He's a head lead doctor. He has doctors that work for him. And when I met with him, I explained the differences. As I was telling you earlier, uh, there's plans for um, businesses. Simple. They're called a simple IRA or SEP IRA, and those are just different plans that have different. Um, qualifications for depending on how many employees you have, uh, what you planned on doing, if you're going to match or not. It's just a lot of information. Again, I give all my uh, detailed information as I sit with people in those situations one-on-one uh, -on -one basis. But with my doctor, uh, he didn't have a plan and he'd been in business for years. Okay. And when I sat with him and told him and showed him his options and he chose one of the plans and now each of the doctors you know, as they come in, uh, they get to join the plan, you know, after maybe a, you know, you have your period where you're, you can't join at, at first, but it's now been, and what I'm, I'm, what I'm so proud of, this was one of my first appointments when I came into business in 2001. So he's been my client since 2001 and the entire time. So the differences that it has made uh, the ease of new employees coming in, starting up, and already able to go in and have an employer-sponsored plan already set up has been a joy for him and for me uh, just to watch, you know, go through that process. 
And just to know that right there, you know, like I said, how the money has done and, and one thing or another, uh, we don't talk about that because it's like you're trying to sell people something or get them to believe whatever because everyone's different. But it's just that just having the plan in place, that peace of mind, knowing that things are taken care of, it's automatically uh, taken care of. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, if the money's coming out, how is it getting in there? It's just a, it's just a wonderful plan, okay, for an entrepreneur to know that it's set up, it's automatic, they don't have to worry about it, nor does their employees have to worry about it. And that's a larger scale business. I have several smaller business. That's just a one, a one man show, one man show. And they have different programs for just a single individual. And, but it's open to, if I decide to expand, they can also, you know, become a part of it. So what I would tell you is of the working with uh, business owners, what's such a joy about that is because they do have the intentions of growing. And let's say, like we said earlier, let's say it grows, it grows bigger. That that plan just expands to the the growth of your business, the magnitude of your business, you know. Um, but let's say that the business doesn't make it. You know, all business we can dry, all drive around in our neighborhoods and see what a lot of boarded up businesses, you know, just failed, especially after the pandemic. Well, what happened to those? What happened to those businesses? What you know? Well. That's why I was saying earlier, it's so important to make sure no matter what, when you, I think you asked the question, would it be better to put it back in the business or open up a plan? Well, no, it's both. You know, make sure you're doing what you're doing in the business, but you have to, it's like that rule, the, the first rule of money, the first rule as an individual, when you get that paycheck that you work maybe 40, 50 hours a week for, the first rule, and I won't talk about the first 10%. I always tell people, well, I know who that belongs to, but the after that first 10% is go, goes to who it should go to, the one who provided all, every, it for us, that first, it goes, you pay yourself first. You pay yourself first before you pay out anything else. So even in that situation, uh, some of my clients that their business has kind of gone under, guess what? They said, thank you, Jackie, because now we can fall back on this. If you hadn't taught us all, all the rules of money and all the things to do and the, you know, all the um, things we need to put in place, they still had that to fall back on to sustain them until they get back on their feet. So it's not like you fell as a person, you know, did, you know, situations. We talked about that earlier. We have to plan for catastrophic situations sometimes for things that happen that's out of our control. That's all part of the plan we put together. And I can tell individuals, you cannot do that by yourself. You, you, don't, you can't think of all the things that can happen. There's so many financial potholes and, and different things that can happen that you want to plan for it. So I like that question, Joyce. Um, you want to make sure that uh, as a business owner, the importance of having someone to coach you, my individual um, uh, business owners, my bigger business owners, and I have a, several mid-size that are doing well, and but it's because of, okay, it's because of that they did everything through the strategy and the planning of starting that business or keeping that business running or adding to uh, financial uh, assets and, and, and different areas that they can add to that makes a difference. Okay. As you were talking, and I don't know if this is something that you do or even uh, have information about, uh, 
But say uh, I'm a small business owner and I have uh, maybe one or two employees. Well, it's not cost efficient for me to offer insurance to my employees, um, but could I network with other small, small you know, small uh, entrepreneurs like myself and we get uh, a joint plan or something together that would cover uh, our employees? Is there something out there like that or do you know of anything uh, like that uh, for, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, small business I don't, owners? That's good. I don't know if anything that you could network with another another small business to, and have the, some of the plan. I don't know any companies that would say, okay, I have, and there could be, you know, there could be companies out there that say, okay, if you're in the same type of business, you know, there's, there's um, over, there's insurance companies that have umbrella policies and they may under that umbrella policy. And that's a good question, George. I'm going to look into that. Uh, there's umbrella policies. Okay, that some of my clients, when they do their auto and homeowners, and you know, I do that as well for my clients, that they get an umbrella policy to cover other areas. There may be companies also and that have an umbrella policy that will cover, let's say, uh, funeral parlors or funeral owners, you know, funeral homes. So if you have a funeral home, but you can't afford to do it on your own, if you went under this umbrella with other funeral homes, the cost is probably less. So I like that. I bet there there probably is something out there like that. That's a very good question. But I probably would think would probably have to be the same type of company. Got you. And then find some kind of umbrella policy that would cause your, would have your cost to go down. Because insurance is very, very important that we not have it on our, you know, if you have it at work, but it's okay. But you definitely want to have insurance on your own as well. Gotcha, gotcha. You stimulate all kind of uh, interesting questions for me as you're talking. And so I, I love to hear you uh, talk about what you do and give the information because that sparks something uh, within me as well. So um, question, is there any last things that you would like to uh, share with our entrepreneurs? As I said, wisdom is a platform for um, small business owners, entrepreneurs, the um, the person, the young lady who started Wisdom, um, uh, it, I, I love to hear her name is Dio, uh, and uh, I can't pronounce her last. Well, I don't want to mispronounce her last name, but she is a. Uh, when I listen to her, she's so uh, smart and so humble. Uh, and so there are a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs on this uh, platform. And uh, so I just thought just to talk about that uh, for entrepreneurs would be uh, helpful because I, you know, as I uh, work with uh, small uh, female business owners, I don't hear any of them saying that they have a financial coach. And so I, I thought this would be a good um conversation to have. Great. I agree. I agree. It's always a good conversation. It's always a good time. It's it's always a good time to have conversations about where we are and do we exactly know what we're doing uh, with our 
finances. Are they working again as hard for us as we work for it? Uh, I one of the major concerns, entrepreneur or not, you know, individuals is, am I putting enough away? You know, how, how do I know how long I have to work? How do I know what I can spend or what I'll need in retirement so I don't run out of money? Most people, they want to outlast their money. They don't want their money. They want to outlast their money. They don't want their money to run out before they reach, you know, their last days. So it's very important to always have this conversation. That's why I, I, I so appreciate that. I don't think anyone should be charged, uh, you know, to, to be educated. I know there's some programs that charge and, and um, I don't, like I said, we, we don't do that. I don't think anyone should be charged to be educated. Uh, we've spent, we spend how much to go to a four-year college and you hear so many people say, I never even use half of it. I don't, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, with this normally, if you, you would think if you put some sort of resource in that you're going to use it because you spent, I mean, what, you know, you hear people 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in college loan debt, but this, we want you to use it. We want you to be able to, to get it. It's affordable. So get the get the information. Sit down with someone again. As I told Joyce, I'm I'm free to to uh, make myself available anytime. If you know someone else you want to talk with, but just talk to someone. Talk to someone, because I promise time sneaks up on you. Time will sneak up on you, and you we won't even know what happened. And it's like, oh my God, I thought I had time left. But a lot of times we don't have time left. You know, so. That's what I would leave here with today. Please make an appointment to sit with someone. I have uh, appointments. I work Monday through Saturday. Uh, some Sundays for my clients when they, that's the only day they can meet, but normally Monday through through uh, Saturday. I work morning, afternoon, evenings. So there's, I'm not eight to five, so don't worry about that. Uh, it's an open availability for you to come and just sit down and get some of your questions answered and some information you may need. Tell uh, people how they can connect with you again. Again, my name is Jacqueline Childress Mitchell. You can connect with me at JM for Jacqueline Mitchell, JM032132 at gmail.com. Also, are you on Instagram or Facebook? I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, so people can follow you. Uh, do you post any tips or things on uh, Instagram or Facebook that uh, people may want to follow you and get uh, some useful information? That is very, thank you for that question, Joyce. I have a um, person that is setting up all of my social media information and as you and I move forward and then as it comes up and the information I'll be sharing, we will share that uh, weekly on this uh, broadcast. Awesome. Great. Love it. Uh, I see that we're pushing each other. She's pushing me um, so that <laughs> I can become more financially, uh, financially literate and uh, I'm pushing her. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, to become social, uh, social media aware. Most, yes, exactly. Yeah, you really exactly. are. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good alliance. I love it. And I'm so grateful uh, for Jackie for taking her time to uh, speak with our wisdom uh, family 
uh, each Wednesday and share out of the abundance of her uh, resources and knowledge. She is just a wealth of information. And uh, I, I love to talk to people who, who know she's an expert in her field and she's excited. She's not doing it because of obligation or um, looking to make uh, the fast bucks. She has put time uh, into, uh, into this, uh, into her field. And, uh, and she's more than happy to share what she has learned and what she knows so that, uh, we can all be, uh, become more financially sound, uh, and that our money can work for us. Uh, I think that was one of your scenes. I think I wrote that down. That, you want to make uh, sure your money work as hard for you as you work for it. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So uh, one last time, please follow uh, myself and Jackie so that uh, you will be able to catch us each Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And um, also, please uh, invite others in to listen. If you have learned anything or if uh, this has been uh, a blessing uh, to you, please uh, feel free to uh, share it out and to tell somebody else. So you've been listening to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor with your host Joyce Calvin and our special guest Jacqueline Childress Mitchell. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Jackie, thank you. And again, until next Wednesday, Look forward to uh, connecting with you. Have I a, do the same. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Goodbye. Let's see. Okay. Nope. Peace and blessings to you and yours. Thanks for listening. God bless. Whew. Wasn't that powerful? Thank you for listening to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast with your host, Joyce Calvin. If you have enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you did, please follow Joyce on Instagram at Lessons from a W-O-V and on Twitter at Lessons from a W-O-V. You can also listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, or anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening, my friend, and make your day a great one.